So it's 8.20 on Friday the 17th of July and I've just finished my run. I'm recording this inside the car today because it's not windy windy but it's blowy, there's a breeze and I think it will catch the microphone and be a little bit annoying to listen to when you see journalists on the radio with those big woody things on their microphones. That's <laughs> what they're for, uh, windshields to stop that noise. So I haven't got one of those on me today, I've just got my mobile phone because as part of the testing and experimentation I'm doing with this podcast at the moment, I'm recording this directly into the Anchor app on my phone. And when I stop the recording, it will go up into the cloud, into my Anchor account. And when I get home, I'll process it and push it to live. Now, when we get to Spain, if we ever get to Spain, I'll be able to record these on the beach and actually push them and mix them directly to live from my mobile phone. And this is why I'm getting used to the kit right now. Just trying to figure out what I can and what I can not do using limited equipment. I just wanted to pop in with one of these mini episodes today to let you know that in two weeks time, I will be recording the first of a 10 part series of the podcast diary. And it's going to be quite a long one, to be honest with you, because I've got an awful lot to tell you. I've been jotting it all down in my notes. So that'll be a big catch up episode. But I did just want to mention to you today that I hit a little bit of a blip this week. Now, if you've been following these mini episodes and just managing to keep up with the fragments that I'm publishing at the moment, you will know that over lockdown, I finished off and wrote in total and published three non-fiction books. And then I've moved on to a fiction book now. This is the first part of the second Walker Bay trilogy. And this week I hit 65,000 words on that trilogy. So as you can tell from that, this writing 1,700 words a day, six days per week, a new routine for me, is working very well. I haven't missed a day yet. And uh, it's going fine. It's going absolutely fine. Absolutely no problems with that at all. But I, I hit a, a, a plot point yesterday. And I just wanted to talk about that because I think it's probably quite an instructive episode for me and hopefully for you too. So... I'm planning my books now. If you've been listening to these diaries for a long time, you'll know that I used to just pants them and hope for the best. I had a rough idea where it was going, but no sense of the detail or the scenes that I was writing. And these days, and this is a habit that I picked up last year, really, I think, when I was working towards rapid release. I was just going so fast. I'm at, I'm at that stage now where I'm writing one book, planning the next one, and then going back to the beginning of the book I'm writing and editing it so I could drop it off to Judy Cordner for an edit in time. So I'm in, I'm in three spheres, if you want, of story. And uh, you, you, you start to, you know those cartoon characters where, when their, their heads shake really fast and they blur, it, it gets to feel a little bit like that for a while. And then until you've, you've, you've dispatched the, the third book, you don't kind of really escape that. You're, you're stuck with it for quite a while. Anyhow, I have planned this book and I'm, I'm busy planning the next one at the moment. And I, so I thought I knew all of the scenes. But I wrote a scene this week, and um, it, was, it was a set-up scene, actually, for the very last scene in the third book. So I got a really good, really good end scene in, in the last book plan, but I needed to set it up. And, um, and it's quite near the end of the book that I'm writing at the moment, book one. And I wrote the scene, I'm really happy with the scene. But I realised as I was writing it that this scene doesn't belong here in this book, even though I'd planned it that way. So when I... I'd written the plan when I'd done the scene notes. I, I thought I'd be able to get that scene done in 1,700 words in one chapter. That's the length of my chapters. And I realised that I couldn't. I needed two chapters to make the best of that scene. 
yet my story is coming to its climax. And that was just too much of a distraction at the end of the story. It, it interrupted the climax and the build too much. So what I decided to do was to pivot. It's a, it's a good scene. I'm really happy with the scene. That's just not the place for it. So what I did is I took that chapter out and it's going to go early in book two. So I, I reshuffled my scenes in book two because at the beginning of a book, I've got time to take a little time out. Uh, and it is an interesting scene. It does impart information, but it needs to come at the right place in the book. So I think it's a really interesting scene and it has tension within it, but it's not at the end of a book. So it's gone. I've put it about chapter seven, eight, nine, somewhere like that in the second book at a point in the story where I can allow it to breathe. But that was not the right part. So I've had to do a little minor bit of panting. And so I've had to replan, reschedule those two chapters. And in actual fact, all the way through this book, I've been constantly overwriting the story. I've got too much plot and not enough words. And the other thing I'm really watching with this story now, I'm really controlling my writing because I want to control the cost of my edits. You pay per word, and I don't want to be overwriting and overpaying on the edit. I'm budgeting these edits, and I want to make sure I hit my target. Now, I have put some wiggle room within that target, but I don't want to plan a 75,000-word book and through you know carelessness of not controlling my writing and my plot, hitting 80,000 words and then adding a substantial amount to that budget. So I've added, I think, about probably 2,000 extra words upwards, so I could probably go to 77,000 on the budget, but uh, seven words on the budget. But I do really want to control this writing. You know, I'm really viewing it now as a widget factory, looking at the costs of the book of production, of editing, and budgeting that, and sticking to the budget. So really beginning to run it like a business now. So um, I've, I've come up with uh, two scenes to replace the scene that I had to remove. And that's absolutely fine. It was fairly easy to do. I just drew a scene out. And in actual fact, it helped me to see a connection with the other books that I've written. I needed a character to, to just, just insert a character who had barely even mentioned. He'd just kind of been there. And then I suddenly realised that there was a great connection with the final part of... Trust me, was no truth. No, trust me. Once is that I'm writing. Truth be told, the th the third one that I wrote in the last trilogy. So I've also seen a, a lovely connection there as well. And so what I wanted to say to you is that I think however much you plan a book, I, I think you'd have to have a really organised mind to be able to see every single detail right through to the end. I don't know for one that sometimes you know maybe it seemed like a good scene to plan at the time, and it's still a good scene. It just wasn't the right place for it. So I think you need to be flexible uh, to move a, a scene or to move things around if they're not quite working. And that's why Scrivener is so good, because you can just drag and drop things and move them around. And the other thing is, is that, you know, sometimes you can't see everything. You can't see every connection. You can't see every plot point. And that's why I like that element of pantsing, that element of discovery, because as you work through a book, you often see things and realise things and think, you know, wow, that's much better than what I'd thought. It's very hard to to see the whole of a 75,000 word book. So I would suggest you don't beat yourself up if you can't do that. You know, you're not going to see every single little detail, I don't think. Okay, so that's it for this mini episode for today. Oh, by the way, I've got the covers for that new trilogy. And uh, I've, I've already made, I think it's about 50 pre-sales uh, on the, the book that's released on the 2nd of November. So if you ever wanted a little bit of pressure to get your book written, uh, there's 50 pre-sales. Uh, how many months out is that? Four months, five months, something like that.
released on November the 2nd. So I want to build those and try and beat my record, which I think was 174, 175. Hopefully we'll manage to achieve that. Okay, that's it for now. You may get another mini episode or two, depending on, depending on what inspiration I get when I'm running around the park in the morning. I often think of these little mini episodes while I'm running around and uh, record them while I'm sort of just cooling off after my run. So you may get one or two before the 1st of August, but if you don't, the next big, long, normal podcast hour episode will arrive in this feed on Saturday the 1st of August. And just before I go, by the way, I'm doing my first uh, proper run tomorrow. So we're doing a, it's only a three kilometer charity run through some woodland and it's all been done in a social distance way. So I think the Athletics Association, whoever manages these things, we could all run socially distance in groups of six. So you have to turn up in half hour slots. So that feels good, a real taste of normality. I'm absolutely delighted that I'll be running with my wife tomorrow in what is her first formal run where we run with other people. So that's really quite an exciting moment. Okay, just a last little bit of information there. Uh, Have a great week of writing, whatever you're up to, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. This podcast is supported by affiliate sales of BookBrush, the simplest way to create 3D book covers, box sets, sales videos, and social media images for your books. When you buy BookBrush through my affiliate link, you pay the same price as normal, but I take a percentage of the sale proceeds, which goes to support my time and effort in producing this podcast. I've used Photoshop, Pixlr, Canva, and although they're all great, you can't beat BookBrush as a core component of your author armory. To check out the best image and promo creation service for indie authors, head over to paulteague.com forward slash bookbrush.